Hello and welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our fourth episode here at Brood Minds with my Ricardo and myself, Esther. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And so today we'll be uh, turning the tables around. I'll be interviewing Ricardo this time around just so we can get a little bit more of who he is, where he's at today. If um, some of you don't know, well, he's an aerospace engineering student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. He'll be obtaining his master's degree this um, June after so many years in school. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ricardo, uh, you want to introduce yourself and tell our listeners who, who you are? Yeah, so as Esther said, I am finishing up my master's degree at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in aerospace engineering. And like she said, it's been a quite a long journey. I graduated high school in 2010, so I've been around uh, the, cu- the college scene for a very, very long time. But uh, it was worth it and made a ton of great friends and learned so much and I was able to grow into who I am today. Yeah. So let's start off with a few questions, if you don't mind. Um, So how did you know you wanted to pursue engineering or more like, let me backtrack it, sorry. Did growing up, did you have a role model, um, someone that you looked up to? And did you have any sort of guidance from high school jumping into college? Um. I would say I had more of a role model, and that's definitely uh, my parents. Um, you know, they had a uh, very good work ethic, and, uh, you know, I definitely tried to take that from them. But as far as, like, um, going into college and a role model into learning about, you know, like a STEM major, I would say that, you know, I didn't have that. I didn't have that in high school either. Um, you know, in high school, I didn't even know what I wanted to do, and engineering was something that I heard in the Big Bang Theory and Wallowitz was the engineer and like even then I still like yeah I don't know what an engineer does um but out of high school um I you know wanted to get a welding certificate and you know maybe start my own little welding company welding truck whatever and that's what I did so I went to the community college ended up getting certified in welding and part of the certificate is to go through some industrial technology classes and um one of the classes there is a cad course which is a computer aided drawing um course and it's really was meant for us to learn how to read blueprints and interpret them and really that was the first time um i kind of stepped into the engineering world and seeing you know parts being designed and developed and that actually led me to my very first opportunity um which was an internship with Alice Copco, Moffy Trench, which is a local turbo machinery manufacturing company um, in my hometown. And I, and, you know, I got that internship because the professor pulled me aside and he says, you know, you do a really great job. He's like, you're here all the time, like, um, uh, you know, for the whole time session, you don't leave early, you ask questions. And he says, you just have a really good work ethic. Again, I can bring that back to being instilled by my parents for like, Yes, I could have left early because I finished all the projects early, but I stuck around and helped out students and, you know, ask questions. And so I feel like that was my first step getting into engineering. So you mentioned Atlas Copco is your first internship there. Um, I know on my first internship, uh, 
that I have I have a lot of good memories um not only because it was my first internship but you know like the people I met there um can you give us like a I don't know do, do you have like any good memories at your first internship oh yeah there's so many memories <laughs> actually that internship turned into a full-time job so after six months of being an intern I was offered to work full-time for them and I was actually there for three years and over that time I was everything from a drafting and designer uh, and I worked in the machine shop floor ended up trying ended up being a like a test engineering position where we set up these machines and we tested them and over that you know those three years had so many <laughs> really, uh, really met so many great people um, uh, and had a lot of good times you know there's the one memory that always stuck out to me is uh, when I transitioned to working in the machine so machine shop floor, um, you know, there was really slow days where like there was hard stuff, like hard to find something to do. So, you know, you'll spend the day sweeping the floors and whatnot. Uh, one of the tasks that we that you had to do was like cleaning parts because over time a part, a part would sit and it might rust. So you would, you know, take the part and start cleaning the rust off of it. And there was uh, one of our coworkers. Um, he was, he was just like in the zone cleaning so much that he ended <laughs> up falling asleep while standing oh up. God. And like, it was, I was like partly amazed because <laughs> I've never seen anyone like stand up and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that was that's a really fun memory. You know, definitely we all got to take pictures and and oh, memes with him with sleep. But uh, but yeah, that was a uh, that was a great time. You know, there's definitely the times where you're just like driving around in a forklift and being you know like having fun trying to be better than the other people and you know little competitions here and there but you know a lot of great conversations i had with employees and really that that propelled me into going like i need to go into engineering well that's that's a funny story <laughs> a funny memory um so you mentioned that um you worked at Atlas Copco for three years. At that time, were you also um, going to community college full time, or how how did you cope with being a full time employee and going to school? Yeah, well, you know, getting those paychecks as a full time uh, employee and as a young uh, adult, <laughs> uh, it was definitely hard to want to leave work and go to school because, like. You know, at the time, you're, I'm, what, like 19, 20 years old, and I'm getting, like, a full-time pay in a, in a decently paying job. And, um, but at the same time, in the back of your mind and your family's like, you know, telling you you should c continue school. So I, I did that. I was working, you know, 40-plus hours a week, and I was trying to take a class here and there. And now my mindset was like, oh, I should, you know, look into this engineering. And like I said, in high school, I didn't have any like practice or background in engineering the highest math i took was like algebra like the basic minimums to pass high school so i just took like an algebra course and whatever minimum other courses you need so i had to take these higher level math classes and physics classes that i was definitely not used to and trying to balance a full-time job and go to school full-time was it wasn't healthy um, definitely failed classes many, many times. And that's the reason why really um, it took me so long to progress at my community college because I, I retook physics one 
uh, four times. I had to appeal for the fourth time because they were like, well, you're not passing it. So I was given one more chance to pass the class or they'd be like, yeah, you can't take this anymore at my community college. And that was kind of like the rude awakening where I had to like decide between, you know, bettering my education or working full time. And it was at the time a tough decision because I was just, you know, promoted to like a test engineer, which which is just setting up machines, running the tests and then creating reports. And it, it was it was it was tough for me to like, man, this could be a good path. And this is a path that, you know, I know several coworkers there and they're doing well off. But for me, it was better to go back to school and take this chance. And, you know, that that was probably one of the toughest things I had to do was, you know, getting that paper signed was kind of like kind of embarrassing. Right. It's like, man, I've taken this class three times and I can't pass. And like I have to basically beg to go and continue my education. And and from then on, it was like, OK, I got to get this, you know, got to get back on the right track. Mm, yeah. I Yes, Ricardo. Um, you weren't begging to get to back to that class it's more like you know we all have different lot obviously like we're living through different situations and we go through different challenges and obstacles in our lives and I want to say that you you were put in a position where you were offered you know this full-time job and making money and you know you you kind of like kind of lost a little bit of focus but you know thankfully you you tried getting back to the right path and you know because of like you trying to um trying to balance both work and and a full-time job and school you know obviously it was going to affect your your schooling but you don't say that (laughs) that you were begging for to go back to class but um yeah damn that's that's pretty uh, a difficult Thing, decision to make I, I want to say um so I guess what I, I mean you already answered this question uh, that that made you realize that you had to give up your full-time job and go full did you go full-time as a student after quitting your you you ended up quitting your job right yeah that's yeah that's correct yeah so I went back to school full-time and at the time um it was very challenging to me because I had some money saved up um, from my three years, you know, working. And and it's one thing they don't really teach you, especially like we're going back to like mentors and resources um, as a you know first one in my family. And well, um, you know, to, to go about this route, uh, it was difficult for me to like, like you have to pay for school, which is which was a new idea to me where before I had a full-time job. So it was like, uh, like at a community college, it was pretty cheap. So it was easy for me to like work a couple weeks and like, Oh, that's enough to pay for the semester. I don't have to worry about it. But now that I've, you know, committed to going back to school, I have a finite amount of money and I had to make sure that I, you know, I, I pass all my classes and budget wisely so that I have money to continue. And, you know, that as I, as through my first couple years, uh, that money started to dwindle down and I needed to find sources outside 
of you know little part-time jobs here and there um and you know that's when i met like a really good advisor at my school my engineering professor you know he got me a scholarship uh he showed me some and then i applied and then you know with that final scholarship i was able to make it through the last couple years and, and that really helped so going full-time i'm assuming you also had to cope with um doing homework uh, studying for exams and all that did you do that all on your own or or or, or did you like try to find a group of people to study with because I, mean, I know i did I, you know like i i, I want to say you did too but can you go a little more yeah that's actually a, uh that's a good question because while i was working and going to school full-time i had definitely had a different mentality I was definitely like a solo mentality, um, right? I ain't got time to be in school to, you know, to do homework or, or whatever. I got to, you know, I'm working and then I go to school and I go home, do my homework and then repeat day. And now that I was in school full time, you know, there's inherently more free time and to do homework. And, you know, I... I didn't change my my mind the first you know year or so i was still trying to do stuff alone and it worked kind of you know i was struggling through classes but i was able to pass um but you know i i one day you know walked around looking for resources and i found uh, mesa uh, which is math engineering science um uh, i forget what the a stands for arts? no <laughs> no but it's a group that um, you know, it's a group that has their own study space and their own community. And, you know, that was really the first time that I met people in college and called them friends. It's achievements. Uh, <laughs> math, science, math, no, engineering, math. science and achievements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that program was amazing for me. You know, I met that's where I met a lot of my friends, you know, and then the counselors and, and the people that worked for the Mesa Center, they were amazing and supporting me and, you know, connecting me to other students. So I definitely need, needed that to get through the through the engineering courses. That's good. Um, so while you were at community college, did you know what kind of engineering you wanted to pursue or you just knew you had to take all these classes? But when the time came <laughs> to apply for colleges, you were just going to choose whichever? Or did you already have something in mind? I had no idea. <laughs> I've taken so many classes at my community college. I've probably taken every, I would say, like, at least 90% of the STEM classes available. My mind changed from, uh, like, mechanical to computer science to chemical to biomed to arrow i even have a uh, cal poly shirt that says biomedical engineer oh the sweater yeah <laughs> because <laughs> i thought at one time i wanted to be a biomedical engineer but you know <laughs> things changed and i ended up in aerospace which also was a was, ended up working out really well because aerospace was not my first choice actually i wanted to leave the area and my first choice of school was actually UCSB. Like I said, my engineering professor was made a huge impact on me and he went to uh, UCSB and I was like, oh, I want to go to, you know, UCSB. And 
pursue mechanical engineering. So that year we applied, um, you know, I applied, we get the application, we can apply for five CSUs or, you know, which are like Cal Poly, San Jose State, San Diego State. And then um, I didn't get the waiver fee for UCs, so I only applied to two, uh, to Berkeley and to UCSB. But I will say my GPA was definitely not high enough. <laughs> I think I had a below, I think I transferred with like a 2.8 GPA probably. And I didn't want to be local. I kind of wanted to like, you know, sp- trying to uh, expand my horizons and try different areas. So uh, I uh, I was, you know, aiming for, you know, San Jose State or maybe San Diego State. And I played everywhere as a mechanical engineer, except for one school. <laughs> I applied to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo as an aerospace engineer because I didn't want to go there. And I figured this was the one degree that was probably has like high enough standards that they wouldn't let little old me with the 2.8 GPA in. And and actually that year it was crazy because that year was the like one of the rare years where Cal Poly was the last school to dis- to give out the announcements if you're in or not. And before that, I was getting declined from every school so i got a uh, decline from san jose state from san diego state from berkeley and then from ucsb and then i was like oh my god i only have one more choice like you know i didn't even know what i would do i was like does that mean i have to retake courses to like try and bump my gpa or like look for other community or look for other colleges because like i said there was no more classes for me to take at my junior college and turns out I got into Cal Poly for aerospace engineering and and it must have been a sign because I have enjoyed my time at Cal Poly as an aerospace student so much. So much I stayed for my master's. <laughs> but yeah, the careers, opportunities in aerospace are amazing. You know, uh, I didn't really know what it meant to be an aerospace engineer kind of going into Cal Poly. Um, not definitely not what I thought it would be as I was going through the curriculum. But I'm so happy that I did, that this happened to me. Like, I love my career. Uh, there's so many paths I can take, and each one is just as exciting as each other path. Amazing, Ricardo. So, you know, you transferred from community college to um, university. How, as a transfer student, did you have any challenges going into, like, those junior-level classes where, you know, all your other peers that were not not transfer students um had like their had their groups there already and like they already knew each other from like freshman year did did you feel at some point out of place that's a that's a good question because um i did at first especially because for cal poly aerospace it's kind of unique in and uh, because I went to the junior college that I went to, we had so many of the um, sophomore level classes that transferred over. I didn't have anything to take my first two quarters at Cal Poly because the one class that I needed to continue my aerospace classes was only offered once a year in the spring. So um, definitely the first two quarters, I was you know just kind of wandering around. I took some random classes. And <clears throat> one of the classes that we did have to take was a like introduction to aerospace and you know as luck would have it um some of my best friends took 
or who are also transfers were in that class and that's really where i i met them who are also uh, like i said transfer students and because they were transfer students it was easier for me to make that connection with them and but i did definitely see the difference um seeing how other groups have already connected because they've taken classes together but um i was able to find my transfer friends and so i didn't feel too offset but as we got into the later classes it definitely felt like transfers versus you know uh freshmen so we can you can say people that were there since freshman year and um that was only probably towards the beginning of my junior year which would be my second year at cal poly and as we got to our senior year, our classes are so small that everyone has a connection to each other and we're all comfortable. But yeah, definitely at the beginning, it is, it's it's tough trying to meet new people, especially I'm an older student going there, um, right? They all have different values. Well, yeah, I, I can testify to that too because I was also a transfer student, Ricardo. Um, did what... I guess what what did you enjoy being a transfer student at Cal Poly? Did that help you in any way? It did. It helped me a lot. Um, I felt more confident in classes um, because I had work experience. I definitely used that to leverage on to getting into clubs and being able to take leadership roles in those clubs. Um, coming in with experience uh, really helps you jumpstart any project or any type of club work you're trying to or that I try to get into. Um, you know, I joined Cal Poly CubeSat or PolySat and um, I feel like uh, they were telling me that, yeah, they don't take too many transfers because, you know, a lot of people there have been since their you know, end of the first year or second year, they've been part of the club. But because I had so much experience, um, it was really easy for me to integrate into CubeSat and working with um, these cool projects. Yeah. So were you involved in other extracurricular activities other than just clubs or like because I know there's also sports and stuff like that just to kind of like help you distress from school or, or was joining those clubs a, a way of yeah um that's that's pretty cool so um i did uh, i tried to you know going into a university try all these different things right all these different clubs and extracurriculars um so i did two we did a, a soccer um which was fun i'm not good at soccer i didn't play soccer growing up um so that was interesting and then I also played intramural football or flag football. Uh, and that was also fun. Uh, we lost every single game. <laughs> <laughs> and we went in with some friends and we, and we were like, okay, we'll just go to the lowest level league. And, you know, we'll just go out there to have fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> some of these people take it so serious. Like they had plays drawn up. And like, I swear, they went down a level so that they can win. <laughs> like they're, oh they're really good. But either way, I had a great time with all my friends and, you know, we lost together in fun. <laughs> so it, it was super fun. Um, really enjoyed it. And it was a way just to, like, get out and, you know, get a fresh air because classes do get stressful. And, you know, it's nice to make some time for friends and have memories. What's one good 
advice that you would give to a incoming transfer student going into like a university? To not be afraid to join different clubs and think that you're not as smart because you didn't get in as a freshman. Um, I think that's something that people that transfers deal with is, um, you know, especially if if they went to a community college because, you know, there could be several reasons why you would go. But, you know, if you didn't get into it after high school, um, you're definitely smart enough if you made it there you're smart enough to get through all the classes and you know to to and to do the whole college experience and try clubs and make friends and make connections with people because uh, you never know who you'll run into industry i know (coughs) uh, last year i did an internship and i was i ran into three people from school it's you know aerospace is kind of weird because it's a really small community so you do end up running into a lot of old um, cohorts um but you know just try and make as many connections as you can and you know if if a connection doesn't work out by no means try and force to be everyone's friend you that's not that's not what you have to do but you know attempting to put yourself out there and you know work with as many people as you can as you can thank you ricardo i wish someone would have told me that (laughs) um so what's your plan after you'll be graduating in June with your master's? Uh, I, I know your plans, but our listeners want to know your plans. Yeah, so I currently have an offer to work for a local company. And um, it's actually a pretty amazing opportunity for me. Um, definitely, I'm really considered take, you know, taking it full time. And... Um, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more, but there are some, you know, dream companies that I would like to work for. Um, but I'm giving myself because I have an offer. Um, I'm giving myself, you know, another week or so of trying to put out some applications and hear back. And uh, if I don't, then the plan is definitely to stick with this company because they have um, offered me a really great opportunity. Um, you know, as a as a new grad. But with good experience, they're entrusting me basically to revamp their whole mechanical um, group. So I will be creating tools for them. I'll be doing a lot of the analysis, documenting it. As of the moment, I'm the only quote unquote mechanical engineer in the in the whole um, company. So um, I'll be in charge of basically all the mechanical design and analysis and starting to create standards for them. And... Um, you know, as I document that, uh, the plan is eventually to hire another one or two as we start to get more work and eventually become, you know, mechanical lead. And then they'll be able to follow documentation. So what about this company that that made you want to stick with it or want to give them a chance? What, what made you like think of that? So I'm working part time for them, which um, which was great because you know that's already a sign that they're allowing me to work part-time um while i'm still in school under the hours that i want um and the biggest thing actually that that kind of clicked on to me uh, was this weekend was you know uh, i was told to work on this design for um it's a 
specific type of box you can think of it as and i was like yeah i can take that on and i can come up with some designs and do some you know analysis and then i got an email from the owner saying you know thank you ricardo for taking on this and that's never happened and that made me feel warm inside mm. <laughs> and uh, and i was like oh he appreciates me and that's like awesome. you know after after i got that email i was like you know what i wouldn't mind working for this company because you know it seems like they really trust me especially someone that's a new grad um you find that hard and uh, i you know i have all these other past experiences and you know you don't see that everywhere you know you don't see that appreciation for every for the employees everywhere and you know it's if anything it's definitely worth sticking for that and learning all these new skills and by no means is this a bad job it's just and it's not aerospace related as much but it's still within uh the umbrella of aerospace so i would still be connected to the industry and um yeah it's just it's something different it's a challenge because uh they're mostly an electrical based company so i feel out of water when they talk because i'm not familiar with electrical systems at all so when they start talking really in depth about some of these projects it's kind of over my head and feels overwhelming but there is a support system there for that that i've already felt to encourage me to grow and learn that i feel really good about this company that's great that's great i wish to have experienced that too <laughs> but i will hopefully <laughs> um well thank you ricardo um i guess one last question what are you looking forward to in the next few weeks or months trip with the boys <laughs> 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 we got a camping trip planned at the end of the month um and just being done with coursework it's definitely taking a toll on me this quarter um uh, having you know two math classes i'm not a fan of math even though i'm an engineer i, I just me and math don't get along <laughs> me and physical systems we get along but modeling and, and math is has been a challenge um so definitely you know get that off my shoulder and kind of breathe again um then just working on my thesis because all my coursework is in i'll just have time to write write and finish up my thesis and i'll be defending it uh may june i should be defending it that day isn't set, but yeah, it'll just be, you know, relaxing in the month of March. Uh, as I finish up, I got a week and a half left and then we got a trip and then relax for a couple of weeks and then I'll start full time and focus on finishing my thesis. Wow, you've got this. You're almost done. <laughs> That's awesome. That's something good to look forward to. Um, well, again, thank you, Ricardo, for sharing a little bit about your journey of where you know the journey from going to college and to where you're at today and well thank you everyone for tuning in and as we continue moving forward with our podcast uh, we will share a little bit about ourselves of where we're at and with our careers careers as well and um, I don't know if you have any other comments Ricardo no just you know everyone thank you again for the support that we're getting and please continue to listen to us. And we got a lot of exciting things to do. And we'll be building, you know, brood minds. 
Yes. So stay tuned for our weekly recap. And we definitely look forward to the next few episodes uh, with starting with our special guest. So keep an eye out for our post. So we're really excited to be interviewing this other person. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. And if you guys have any more, if, if you guys have any comments or questions or even suggestions on how to go about our podcast or any topics you guys want to uh, want us to talk about, please feel free to um, send us a message to our Instagram. Han- um, our handle is uh, Brood Minds. And thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next time. Thank you.